Hi, I'm Eric Zoncherb. I'm the CEO and chair of GR Silver. We are listed at GRSL on the TSX Venture, and we are focused entirely on advancing the, the Plumosas Silver Project in Sinaloa, Mexico. Lovely to see you, Eric. In fact, I, we did cross paths in London where we were. We, we may have ended up at one of the same 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 events. Uh, glad to see you. Um, we caught up in May with regards to GR Silver. Um, I think at the time it was okay, you were you were kind of the new boy <laughs> to, yes. to, the, to, to the to the team because we previously spoken with uh, with Marcio. Um, that was a kind of cleaning up of balance sheets, trying to understand what what information you had, what assets you had, and more importantly. Trying to come up, with, well, coming up with a plan and a way forward for the multiple assets that you've you've got. Now you've you've, you've had your feet a little bit uh, longer under the table now. So with the Gas Diplomosa, uh, San Marcial, and also La Trinidad, it, where are you? What, what what have you decided to do in terms of best foot forward? Well, I think the the key back in May even was to focus on the Plumosas project, which has two areas: the Plumosas mine area and the San Marcial area which is about five kilometers to the south. So focus was the key word. And I would say that we have a new key word or phrase uh, over the last few months through the exploration work that's been done, and that is cross structures. Um, and so the evolution of the geological model, the exploration model that has been uh, promulgated by Marcio and the geological team is all about the impact of cross structures, and we see that at both the Plumosas and San Marcial areas. Okay, well, well let's let, let's take, let's go with the focus bit first. Okay, now I do I do remember the kind of the, the strategies. You know, it was about grade and um, expansion. You know, with also other words we used um, <laughs> with a grade with regards to pl uh, Plumosas and you know expansion with regards to San Marcial. Now, what what's happened there since May? You've you've raised you know just shy of five and a half million bucks. That helps takes pressure off, gives you optionality, but give, give us a kind of little bit more of a deep dive on Plumosis, first of all, if you don't mind. Sure, not at all. Uh, okay, so Plumosis project is the grand 430 square kilometers that is core to the company. Within that are the two key areas, the Plumosis mine area and the San Marcial area. Uh, again, only five kilometers apart, so great opportunities for synergy moving forward, et cetera, et cetera. At Plumosis, the defining question was what is the grade okay so that is what we got into in our previous discussion at plumosis we put out a resource in august 21 the grade averaged around 40 45 grams per ton silver which is clearly not economic and which set the stock back a great deal but we wanted to get that data out into the public domain hundreds of drill holes historical information etc all good so now you, you start off with that and you say, okay, now that grade is not economic, but there's a huge disconnect between the 45 grams per ton in the resource on average and the average historical mined grade of 190 grams per ton. That's a huge delta. And that comes down to the fact that of that historical database, the vast majority was, uh, those holes were selectively sampled and assayed. The focus was previously as a base metal mine, they sampled where they saw sphalerite and galena, so zinc and lead mineralization, and did not sample outside of that. So our task immediately then was to launch a very surgical targeted infill drill program at Plumosis in order to ascertain what the true grade is. And over the last year, if you look at it, we have published numerous news releases 
tens of holes. In fact, we uh, by the end of September at Plumosus, we had drilled um, over 5,700 meters in 126 holes, and so very short targeted holes, as I said. And uh, those intersections are demonstrating a much higher grade than the average grade published in that resource. And so we're getting some very nice uh, results there. What we're also finding at Plumosis is I had originally assumed that that resource update would be roughly the same volume, the same mass with just a higher grade, but we're finding these cross structures. And now I'm getting to my theme. We're finding these cross structures that are secondary and tertiary that cross-cut the original hydrothermal breccia and they elevate the precious metals content. And we're finding continuity on those structures, both in the hanging wall and the foot wall. And there we're getting beautiful results like uh, 40, 41 and a half meters of 518 grams of silver equivalent. So there's there's some very nice mineralization there. That's what, the what focus. Well, okay, so so the, the great answer you, you, you started to address and I, I, you know, obviously the, uh, there's a mass of um, press releases out, you know, highlighting some of the, some of these uh, intercepts that you're you're getting. Um, how much more work? How much more money? How many more meters of, of work do you need to um, do um, on Plumosus before you kind of feel confident that that's something that you perhaps you can you can park up or you know come back and, and, and address at another time before kind of. Uh, I don't know. It depends where you're going to reallocate your resources, because I, sure. I, I kind of because I we did talk a lot about La, La Trinidad last time, and it, and it feels like you have parked that up. Yeah. Am, am I mistaken, or will you be will you be trying to trying to get the whole the holy triumvirate working all at the same time? Well, we'll we'll talk about San Marcial later, but if you if if you focus on the idea that we will be delivering mineral resource updates in the first quarter of 23, yeah. as we promised, both yeah. at Plomosis and San Marcial. That has been the focus of the company. So delivering those mineral resource estimates. And in the interim, La Trinidad, when we acquired that, had over a thousand drill holes in the database. There's a huge amount of lithogeochem, uh, geochemistry, geophysics, and so on, that all needs to be compiled in a digital sense so that we can develop an appropriate exploration model for that area. So parked. No, not necessarily in the spotlight, but in the background, there's a lot of compilation work and so on that's going on there. Because I guess what I'm trying to get to with, with companies, and we're kind of doing a kind of summary of what, what we talked about last time, and, and you know, you give me an update of you know some of the things that you, you you've been doing. But it's been a pretty crappy market for silver for 18 months, two years, right? And yes. there's lots of silver Mexican silver stories, and they're all of a certain size, right? So very hard to distinguish. There's a, so many people saying there's just too many companies out there. There's too many companies, yeah. and we've got to try and work out who's going to survive, who's going to be able to access capital. You've shown that you, you could back in August, and you, you, you know you may have a view about the cost of that capital, to, um, you know, g g given where the share price was at, but. I'm trying to work out how companies fund themselves. Who's gonna survive? Who's gonna still be here when we come out the other side of this cycle? And we've seen a whole bunch of quite interesting strategies employed. You know, some people going for DSO strategies, sorry, direct shipping sure. or strategies, just kind of get some revenue going, which isn't dilutory. Others saying, well, actually, we're gonna spin out um, sell JV other assets within the portfolio. So in terms of the optionality available yeah. to you to deliver, so do you say Q1 for the resource updates? Correct. Right. Okay. So it's, 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 it's imminent. So there's, there's, I guess there's very little new 
you know, financial structuring or restructuring you, you, you can do because you, you do deliver those imminently. But what are the kind of big problems that you're trying to solve outside of the, and you'll tell me about the resource update in, in, in a second and or, or how that contributes to your ability to kind of keep this company going. I, I apologize. I apologize, but it's it's where I want to be. I, I want to get to the show me how this thing survives. Show me how you win. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, this has been one of the worst markets in forty years, at least that I've been tracking various metrics and in in terms of performance for the small caps. And so, how does one uh, survive in such a market? And there are different options. You can sell things off. You can, you know, play uh, play a possum and uh, say, I'm, I'm done. We're not doing any work. We're preserving the capital that we have and so on. And I think that's a surefire way to guarantee that your stock goes to a minimal level. Um, from my personal philosophy is that when you're onto something good, as I believe we are at Plumosis, is that you continue drilling, you continue to deliver ounces, you continue to do what you promised. And so as you alluded to, I mean, we, we raised uh, money in March and we raised money again in August. We were able to attract $13 million Canadian to the company in one of the worst markets in, in decades. And one does that by making sure one has a very clear story of what you're going to accomplish uh, and then going out and working hard and delivering uh, a message to the capital markets to say, here, this is what we're doing uh, and uh, we're going to deliver on that. We're going to deliver on additional ounces. And I think that that is expressed as a, as a former analyst, I, that we don't have a technical study at this stage. So comparing with other companies that have resources, but not technical uh, reports as yet, is that we were trading in July at 41 cents US per ounce in the ground. And the peers at the time, and that's a broad peer group, was trading at around $1.76 US per ounce in the ground. We're talking measured and indicated ounces here. Since July, we have taken that 40 odd cents up to uh, currently $1.04 per ounce while everybody else in terms of the mean has stayed flat. That to me indicates that the market is saying what we're doing is correct, that we're increasing the value of the ounces that we have. So that means in the first quarter, we are going to deliver more ounces. I believe we're gonna deliver more ounces at a higher grade and that consequently the market will value us at a higher level in terms of enterprise value per ounce in the ground. That is what we're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure what I what I think about technical studies because very few companies have them. The ones that do do them do a really bad job. Um, very very few do decent technical studies. Um, so I'm I'm getting distracted. Make me think. Um, okay, so that that's a way of you valuing the, valuing your asset, and that may be a way of you saying to investors and i suspect not retail investors but to maybe more more on the institutional side at your levels maybe not um look we're doing a good job we're getting higher grades it's cheaper ounces um in, in the ground um please give us some more money but it's still it's it's kind of it's a it's an environment which is very bitty and people are not rushing to throw money at silver companies. So you've got, you've got to have a view of some of these other optionality, um, components that you, you talked about reference, you referenced, um, in response to my very long question. Um, have you got anything in the offing that 
you can do to if, if the market doesn't doesn't give you sort of cheap capital. Sure. Sure. I mean, what's, what's our plan B and our plan C is effectively what you're asking, right? Yeah. Right. Well, okay. I mean, we're, we're not resting on our laurels. We're proceeding with the exploration side and delivery of those resource updates. But of course, we're also in discussions on the potential for strategic investors. And so the companies have been very successful bringing in uh, a known entity for a 9.9% interest in the company that provides validation of what we're doing. So whether that would be a strategic uh, in, in the form of a producer of silver or in the form of a, a well-known name in the space, these are things that are, are beneficial to a company and are possibilities and certainly are being evaluated. Well, the possibility, but you've already got first majestic silver in there, isn't it? what nine, yeah. nine, oh, just over nine percent already. So it's not. Yeah. Is it likely that you would attract someone else um, of that? I, I think it's highly likely. When you look at first majestic, first majestic got its position through vending one of their properties into our package. And that's great. And they've been a wonderful partner. They've been active in the market. They've participated in some of our issues. And I thank them very much for that support. But I think it's extremely important to bring another party in, one, to provide additional validation, but two, to also provide some competitive tension, if you will. And so that's important. Um, another plan or an option C might be to look at our our royalty situation. So because it is the amalgamation of several project areas that individually consist of multiple concessions, there's a real hodgepodge of royalties on these properties. And so there are excellent companies out there um, that are in the business of creating royalties. And so from my perspective, if, if we could take a look at our royalty situation and consolidate that deal with the purchases that we have available within that and then some of the funding sticks to us i think that that's another less dilutive or non-equity dilution form that would be beneficial to the company right but that but that, that's kind of option like e or f right you don't want to kind of give away the kind of future up, upside if you don't have to so yeah i would argue um but then i'm not and not in the position that your silver silver is which is trying to eke its way forward. So I guess we now come naturally onto the resource um, updates. The trouble with resource updates in the last 18 months is they've, when, they, when they come in, people used to talk to me about catalyst moments and resource updates would be one of them. And the markets have looked at some of these numbers and just gone, I don't care, mm -hmm. right? And that's been a real, real response. So, so one, timing of the resource, is there any point putting anything out Q1? And two, if you if you do, and there's a kind of you know poor response or a shrug of the shoulders, what do you do? Yeah. Well, I, first of all, one has to do what one promises. Um, we are drilling into December. We have just a handful of holes left. When that is complete, then we will have news flow into January based on the final drill holes that we have. Uh, those the, the turnaround we're seeing in Mexico has improved vastly from seven or eight weeks in the summer of last year to something closer to uh, three or four weeks. Um, so by the by the mid to end of January, we will have all the assays that we need. We're going to plug them into the model that's already very clear and generate a, uh, a resource update. Now, whether anyone cares or not, that's another question. That's, of course, a market dependent question. 
the market today, if we look back the last 40 years that I have data for at least, uh, traditionally December is the number one time to invest. And so that is the end of tax law selling, the beginning of the Santa Claus rally, running into January. And traditionally, we see January, February being the best window for financing for companies as that positive momentum plays out in the, in the market. And so that is the number one thing for us to focus on, is if we can deliver into that market our resource update, i.e. a market that cares, that's that's something that we're we're aiming for. Okay, so in a market that cares, maybe you know everyone should do well. Market that doesn't care, what would you point them to? So you've got to be aiming for a a, a certain size of resource, which you think is important enough to talk to the market about. You've got to be aiming for a certain grade that you would hope to be able to achieve. So what would you point people looking at, at all of these silver company options that they've got available to them at the Santa Claus uh, contrarian uh, sale that's going on and say, this is really important, guys? We've been marketing heavily and preparing the market for what we're doing. Um, as you know, uh, uh, Brenda and I were marketing in Europe uh, just a few weeks ago. We had extremely strong responses in Zurich and Amsterdam and London. And so everyone is aware of what we're doing and looking forward to the delivery of that resource update. And if we move from a position of uh, an average grade of around 40, 45 grams per ton silver, which is frankly rubbish, uh, into an area where people go, yes, this is great. Um, this is closer to to an average of 190 grams per ton that was being mined there before. That is a significant re-rate. And, and I would suggest that, that moving up from 40 odd cents per ounce in the past to something uh, over a dollar is already recognition that we're moving in that direction. And we should continue to move in the direction of the mean, which is more like a dollar 75 US per ounce in the ground. So there's great momentum there already. And I think that the market will be very receptive to an upgraded resource. Okay. So you, you think this thing this thing has legs. For, since I saw you in May, the work that you've done, the results, the grades that you seem to be getting, you, you, you still think this thing has legs and can make it past the finishing post? Well, we haven't even talked about the Southeast discovery at San Marcial. You're right. I got distracted thinking... <laughs> of other things. San Marcial, you, you did signpost it to me back in, in, in May. So what's happened down there? Well, in May, we were talking about the recognition that San Marcial as a deposit, the hydrothermal breccia, lives at the contact between the upper volcanics and the lower volcano sedimentary package. Okay, great. So we've got up to seven kilometers of that contact that snakes off to the southeast. A lithogia chem survey highlighted all these beautiful silver anomalies at surface. And we began to notice that there was a really strong deflection along that contact. And, and geologists always salivate over deflections in contacts and structures and things. And so detailed mapping showed that there's the importance, again, the word cross-structure comes up. These cross-structures that run across to the northeast, and there's a structural corridor that deflects that contact. So boom, we put in hole number 10 into that area, more or less a blind discovery off about 250 meters to the southeast from the main San Marcial area. And boom, we intersected 101.6 meters of 308 grams per ton silver. Note, silver, not silver equivalent. So San Marcial is very different from plumosis, which is a polymetallic deposit. And it is in fact a silver 
deposit. Okay, so the majority of the value is in silver. And that's something that's highly attractive to the silver producers out there, and they've certainly taken notice. So we're finding not only are these cross structures giving us this structural corridor that has this additional silver mineralization in it, we also reported in our last news release that we received, um, we intersected a, a meter of uh, over 35 grams gold in that. And so there's the indication that there's also some high-grade gold mineralization floating around that we need to drill further to understand what's going on there. And to be relevant, I think it's also important to point out that just to the north of Plomosas, we have a private concession, a Mexican mining company that is operating an underground gold mine. And so we know that, that this is in the system and in this 430 square kilometer 430 square kilometer property, there's a lot of potential. Right, potential. Um, Absolutely. Give me, give me, give me more. Give me, give me some more than that. Uh, you know, talk, talk to me about how much new data is actually going to go into the resource. You, I think, you, I think we did talk about recovery rates last time, and they seem seemingly quite good. Is that right? Yeah, at San Marcial, we're getting a preliminary metallurgy is suggesting between ninety and ninety-three percent right. silver recovery. Super, super, right? Super, 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 super stuff. Um, but in, in terms, in terms of um, so what, what depth are we at? It's fairly shallow stuff as well, wasn't it? From it is. It's um, we're finding that that mineralization tends to be at around the the, the five hundred and fifty to six hundred and fifty meters yeah. above sea yeah. level, which is one hundred hundred and fifty meters below surface. And that's also right. on the slope. Right. And so you can do a half pit to gain good access to that mineralization. Right. And, 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 you're, and how much money are you throwing at that? Well, we will have drilled approximately 12,000 meters by the end of this year between Plumosas and, uh, and San Marcial, roughly 50-50. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And so that leaves you in a position. I, I get, so is this a case of like, all bats are on the two resource updates. Is that right? You know, it, it, well, yeah, someone said, this, someone said this to me the other day. A CEO framed it, and I think it was the Adventus CEO, you know, um, he positioned it as a, as a bat. And I'm like, well, crikey, that's not a word I would use. Um, well, a lot of people project. call the TSX Venture Exchange a casino, and I, I understand <laughs> the speculation <laughs> angle that people might view it as. But when I look at it, and I've got you know, great geos like Marcio and the team working here, this is a at worst an educated bet, but I prefer to consider it to be science and engineering that is going very. On. Good answer. I like that. I like that. But okay, so in terms of, in terms of the the the, the de-risking um, components here for you um, th that you have engaged with since since May till till now, I think you kind of outlined some of the things that you're you're doing. So again, I, I come back to that question of you know when you, when you've got investors looking at what you're going to present them with regards to the San Marcial area, what would you point them to? What's important? Not don't fill the room up with words. What's important? Well, we've focused to deliver these resources in the first quarter. We've demonstrated that the geological model has vastly increased the hit rate on high-grade mineralization. We've demonstrated that. We are going to deliver these resource updates, and then we're going to make a decision. We need to see what those resource updates give us. But then the focus moves from first quarter of 23 to the end of 23. 
the next logical step is a preliminary economic assessment. And I know you've expressed your disdain for technical reports, but one needs to start putting economic parameters on something like this. And that's what an integrated operation is what will be studied in a preliminary economic assessment. And so that's what we need to raise money for in the first quarter to deliver a full year of drilling and technical study. I, there, there, there's disdain when, when companies go early on that stuff from yep. me. Um, but I'm interested in the amount of contained metal. That, that's what I'm yes. interested in because that, that sure. defines the economics. Certainly these kind of shallow depths that you, you, you're talking about, recovery rates that you're talking about, and now some, hopefully these grades from the headlines you've been putting out are indicative of, of what you continue to see there. So, yeah, I, at the right time, um, they're, they're great. They're an indication of what, what the kind of economics could be. Likewise, um, this year, Companies putting out economic studies have been absolutely beaten up because inflationary effects on, you know, the CapEx, OPEX, et cetera, have been quite painful for the market to recognize. So not too many people rushing into that process. You think by the end of this year, things may have calmed down? I think that, that we're be look, we'll be looking at a very different market in the first quarter, to be honest. Uh, I'm not a, a bull on certain metals. What I am is someone who's followed companies for a long time. And as long as you're in the in the top quartile in terms of economics, in terms of margin uh, for that commodity, then this is a stock that will, will move. If there's a tailwind from the commodity, then fantastic. Where silver is concerned, I guess my own personal opinion is that it is half precious metal and half industrial metal. And on the precious metal side, I think we're coming closer to a pivot in global central banks in reducing the rate at which uh, the uh, the rates are increasing. And as we get to a slower rate increase and then a plateau, that that's going to be positive for precious metals. And we all know that silver is more volatile than gold. And so if we're looking, coming into a positive precious metal market, then silver has a very good chance to perform well through 2023. From an industrial perspective, um, you're looking at sort of, depending on who you ask, 12 to 15% of total silver demand is now from solar panels and photovoltaics. And so consequently, that's very positive for silver. And then my final point on silver would be that, that the physical inventories have absolutely collapsed. And so that should also have an impact on the pricing of silver. So if we are coming into a positive silver market, then by all means, one should have silver exposure. From that perspective, I always prefer the barbell approach where you have on one hand, the producers, the highest quality producers, and at the other end, you have a basket of exploration stocks. And I think that GR Silver belongs in that basket, is, is a company that is not just delivering growth, but also delivering an increase in, in the way those ounces are valued. So that is my investment pitch, if you will, for GR Silver in a nutshell.